Welcome to the Penny Drops podcast, a podcast made by Penny Drops, a student-run nonprofit organization that champions financial literacy among Canadian youth with financial backing from BMO. Statistics show that Canadian students are inadequately prepared to face the financial challenges of the real world. Through conversations about our own experiences with personal finance, we will discuss how we dealt with these challenges and how young people can handle them properly. The Penny Drops podcast expresses personal experiences and opinions. The primary purpose of this podcast is to inform and share experiences with personal finance from students to students. This podcast does not provide financial advice or services. If you make investing or financial decisions after listening to this podcast, it is recommended that you consult a qualified professional first. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Penny Drops podcast. This is episode three of the Penny Drops podcast. My name is Costa. My name is Ariana. And my name is Tasmia. And today we had the opportunity to talk to a few high school students from grades 9 through 12 about their experience with financial literacy and their perspectives on the issue. Here's what Zach, Samantha, Juliana, Gabby and Laura had to say when asked if they learned anything related to personal finance in school. Uh, no, I don't think that there's any place where we could like learn about personal finances at school. Like I know personally like in my classes, I've never learned about personal finance in school. So at my school, we are a smaller school, so we have limited course selection, but we do have an elective accounting course. In the course, I believe one of the main units goes over taxes, not too in-depth, but just kind of graces over the topic. And my teacher has also added a debit and credit information section into it. However, the course isn't very popular. I would say we probably only have... 30 to 40 students doing it every year. Personally, I really like the course. Um, I feel like it's really helped out with figuring out a bit more about finances because I feel as if I might not know too much, but I definitely think my knowledge base is growing a lot with the course. So in elementary school, I learn about compound interest, but in my AP curriculum, um, there are no courses offered for like mindful spending, banking, investing, or anything like that that I know of. Yeah, and for me, I don't think I've really learned about anything in the past, and uh, there are no courses at my school that I'm aware of. Um, and I also would like to just mention that I, I am in the IB program too, and uh, I don't think that they offer any courses there, or at least it's not mandatory. <laughs> so at my school, there's no mandatory financial literacy curriculum. You have to like actively join clubs or choose your electives to learn about finance. In grade 11, I took accounting just to have a basic understanding. And this year I'm taking economics. So it covers like the fundamental principles, like taxes, accounting cycle. I'm also vice president of our school's finance club, except it's not really running this year. Um, usually we do like just presentations on pyramid schemes, stocks, that kind of thing. And we do a stimulated stock contest. I'm also the chapter president of our school's DECA competition division. Um, but I've never competed in the finance sector, just the marketing and the innovation sector. But I really do think that our school needs to put personal finances into the curriculum. Like a lot of my friends, they don't know much about it unless like you're actively going to try to learn it. Um, so do you think that you and other high school students' spending habits have changed at all since the start of the pandemic? Yes, I would definitely say it has taken quite a toll on a lot of high school students. So online shopping, as you know, has gotten very popular throughout the last 
year or so with the pandemic and everyone being inside, but you know, people get bored and online shopping is right there. It's so easy. So definitely that's one thing that I've noticed a lot of me and my friends have been doing. In fact, I'm actually expecting a package soon. So, um, but yeah, so online shopping has definitely been a big factor, but I would also say on, I guess, a bit more of a positive side in terms of saving a little bit. I know me and my friends, we would go out to eat lunch a lot um, at school or on the weekends and with not being able to go out or go into restaurants, that has definitely been happening a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely true. Like a lot of the kind of events and stuff that would be happening, that there is some sort of fee or whatever, there's some, some sort of cost attached to those, those aren't happening. And so I guess it is easier to save that portion of your money. Uh, yeah. Like I feel like this, like my spending has personally changed. Like since the start of the pandemic before I used to spend so much money on like food and like going out and stuff like that. But now like it's really cut down like, cause I like, can't really go out as much and stuff like that. Yeah, for and, sure. Like, yeah. Maybe more like uh, spending money for like online shopping and stuff. Like when all like the malls and stuff are closed down. Um, I think I'm definitely more like mindful of spending considering the uncertainty of the pandemic. And I think that my friends probably share the same concerns as me. Yeah, I think definitely um, our spending habits have changed. I know that many of my friends, uh, if it weren't for the pandemic, would have had jobs. And I think that because they couldn't, I think that they uh, try to save up and, and same with me. Um, but yeah, no, I think that I think that we've all really changed. And I think that at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I think that that really really became true and I think that we just kind of cut back on a lot of like what we used to buy and um, just kind of like separated our wants from our needs um, and yeah I think it, it's really changed yeah for sure um, is the idea of being financially independent in the future a source of stress at all for you or do you think that because of whatever your support network and because you're becoming aware of this at a younger age it's not necessarily something that you need to be that stressed about well, definitely having the knowledge about finances, even just like minorly is definitely helpful. But I would definitely say that I am stressed about stressed out a little bit about finances in the future, because obviously, as you get older, you have more responsibilities, you become more independent, and then people become dependent on you. So of course, if I have a family in the future, I would really like to be able to support them. And that's obviously very stressful. But I think knowing a bit more about finances is taking the stress off a little bit. I think it definitely stresses me out, but I hope to educate myself or to in some way get help um, in order to be financially independent. And I know that like um, some of my friends or other people I know are thinking of maybe taking a gap year after high school in order to save up for university. Um, so I think... It is stressful, but if we educate ourselves, so be easier. Yeah, I, I think that I'm same here. I think I'm currently not really stressed, um, but I think that that's also because I plan to prepare myself and educate myself for the future, so that I'm not stressed later on. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it's a source of stress, but like it's something that I look forward like to like managing and like hopefully like doing well with it, so like I can feel like financially like free when I'm older. But yeah. 
Um, it's not really stressful. It kind of excites me to go be able to buy my own groceries, create a budget, and like I get to determine my future based on my spending habits. I'm sure at times it's going to be very stressful, um, but thankfully my parents are able to help me finance my education, so I definitely don't have as much pressure as others would, so it's not really a source of stress. Cool. Um, and then I guess another another question is for your peers and for people your age, do you think that those are the same financial priorities just because they've been observing different stories of financial insecurity in the news and stuff like that during the pandemic? Or do you think that everyone's priorities kind of vary depending on their own personal situation? So I would definitely say that a lot of people I know, a lot of my peers would have varying priorities when it comes to their money especially depending on their plans for the future so I know a lot of people in my classes are working one two even three jobs to save up for post-secondary school and some people who live maybe a little bit farther from the school are also saving up for cars and transportation so that's definitely a big factor in a lot of people's lives. Uh, I'd say that there's like the most is like people like have their jobs and like they'll like save like money for school and like put like half in for school and then like half for personal or like like something like that like in a way like that so like that's really how they do it I don't know if anyone's like taking steps to like really think about like the future of their personal finances more than just school like saving for school itself kind of like maybe like their parents tell them and like show them how to do that but yeah other than that I don't really think there's much like personal finance thought going on in high school some friends they'll they'll tell me how they're saving up for a car or they're saving because they need to pay for their own tuition or they're saving up to go on a trip after high school but that's pretty much the extent of it probably to educate ourselves um so that we know what to do with the money um and also probably to save up for university yeah yeah i think that I mean, all of those things are great. And I, I definitely think like educating myself and, and saving up. And um, actually this summer, I'm going to be a, a camp counselor to um, for a camp I've gone to since I was seven. So I'm planning to save money um, there and hopefully have more jobs <laughs> to save money. Um, and, and I'm also thinking back to university, thinking about like once I am in university about budgeting and the things that I want and need and and uh, like for like, let's say needs being like food or, or, or like certain foods or like or like clothes. And then I guess what I might need is like textbooks, you know, so I'm definitely thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a good segue kind of into one of our last questions, which is when you think about saving money for the future or sort of future financial goals, what exactly do you have in mind? You mentioned like having others dependent on you and kind of planning for situations that you don't know whether they'll occur or not. Um, but I guess, are there any long-term or short-term goals that are really important to you and that you think that you really will need to dedicate a little bit of your personal financial journey, I guess, to? Right. Yeah. So I would say definitely just as I said before, independence, as I'm getting older, I'm becoming more independent and I want to have, you know, that rainy day money just in case whatever the case may be and I need the money, I would really like to have some tucked away. And of course, I don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck if I can have an effect on that. But yeah. Right now, I'd say it's more like 
kind of going to the mall buying some shoes and stuff like that because like you know I already kind of have school saved like planned for and stuff so like I don't really need to focus on that but like I know like my like other friends and stuff they're really focused on like saving money for school and like of course also like buying like some personal things but like mostly for school well currently I'm saving more like short term for like the next four years for undergrad um, in my economics class, we did a personal finance project where we had to finance our lives for the next 10 years. So I got to kind of like see it more, like figure out how much loans I need and how much I need to work in undergrad to pay off. I want to go to medical school um, to pay off that. But so I guess I'm thinking more about education and my spending during it, living there rather than more in the future, like a house and a car. Um, I think that probably right now being in grade nine I'm thinking more short term like clothes and jewelry um and probably later on once I get to university or something I'll think more about saving up for a house and um other stuff like a car I think that um definitely both for me short term and long term is what I'm thinking about so short term would definitely be like shopping and I mean buying gifts for people. Um, and I guess long-term, um, it's funny because I, I am pretty young, but I do think about, you know, my family in the future and I hope to, uh, save money and, um, and be, you know, um, <laughs> successful in the future, um, to help with my family, support my family. All right, great. Well, that wraps up all the questions. So, uh, thank you for coming on the show. It was great to have you and hear your responses. Okay, so we'll start off with something we heard from Laura. So she talked a little bit about accounting courses and how there are credit and debt components in there. But I think that she mentioned it's not so popular in her school. So the big thing with when we ask these students their experience with financial literacy or if there was any sort of personal finance curriculum in their schools, I think a lot of the issue is that there is this issue that it's not so interesting and it's a little bit more difficult to make it engaging and fun for this audience. And a lot of the times, especially with the younger audience who has a little bit more of distance between them and those long-term savings, that can be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, for sure. And I think not just that the curriculum is hard to get students engaged in, but also the fact that they have to go out of their way and sign up for their, those courses. When there are plenty of other courses that may seem more relevant in their lives at this point in their lives um so it can be kind of hard to attract them to courses that like you said uh, like uh, kind of are further out in the future to them and aren't really relevant where they are in life well yeah at the same time i think that's where you know we come in and penny drops the idea here is that we kind of try and make it accessible for these students or at least to to raise the this awareness and to make them understand how important it is for them to know about that stuff at a young age and then with the future, they kind of start to understand how, uh, you know, how how relevant it becomes the older you get. So I think that's a very big, although it is an issue, I think we are trying to address it. And I think uh, uh, the more we go along, a lot of a lot of people are, are starting to understand that, especially the younger kids. And honestly, I was impressed at how much they acknowledged that um, financial literacy is important. I mean, when I was in high school, I can't say that I had that kind of understanding of how important it is to learn about your finances. And it really seemed like they grasped how important it is to take charge of your finances and be secure for the future. So I was impressed by that. 
And I think that also I was really impressed that Zach actually took the initiative to learn about investing with his friends because that's something I never considered in high school and honestly something that took me a little bit to consider in university. But um, I wish I had because it would have helped me out a ton. Yeah, and he particularly mentioned that there's nothing offered at his school, but that he and his friends took the initiative themselves. So I commend that. <laughs> well, the good thing is, you know, there is the internet, there is YouTube, there are so many resources out there, even books. I mean, that's how I started learning about the topic when I was younger. Uh, it was through books. So, so it, it, it there is a way of doing it independently, but uh, you really need to be aware of the, if it's important before you actually go ahead and want to learn about it. So that's the big kind of barrier, I think. But yeah, you, you both bring up great points there. We asked them if being financially independent in the future is a source of stress for them. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, some of them answered that they were actually looking forward to managing their own finances one day. You know, a lot of them are very fortunate that uh, at this time in their lives, they're dependent of their parents. Um, so they just take this time to educate themselves. But yeah, some of them said that they were excited to look like they were actually looking forward to getting to manage their finances themselves in the future. Some of them did express that it was a source of stress for them. But, you know, it kind of goes to show the, the difference in answers depending on individuals, really. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think also when you consider how little exposure they've had to the financial literacy resources, it's also really impressive. And I think it was just Gabby who mentioned that she did a personal finance aspect in one of her economics classes. So when you just consider how these components aren't mandatory, it's also interesting. For sure. I was actually, again, a little personal anecdote, but I was talking to my past high school teacher about, uh, you know, about just school education in general and how she's been dealing with it online with the students and everything. And she told me about how, uh, well, the topic of personal finances and, and kind of, you know, financial literacy came up, especially because I'm a part of Penny Drops and we're all really passionate about this subject. And uh, yeah, she told me how a lot of students, and I think, you know, th this is what happened here with the ones we interviewed. A lot of them kind of have this interest surrounding money, surrounding uh, understanding how to, you know, just finances in general. And uh but again, it's the education is not there, but the interest is there. And maybe that has to do with culture about how, you know, a lot of the times it's like glamorized in music or we see it a lot in movies. We hear about all of these famous celebrities uh, on our social media. And that kind of gives us the like itch to go ahead and, you know, learn more about not learn more about it, but kind of uh, understand its its power to just, you know, know about these topics. Uh, that's just something I wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, a lot of them, even from considering my teacher, she told me about this, a lot of students are really into the the, the topic itself, but it's more the education that isn't there. Um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And you know, what's also impressive is that these students that we spoke to um, also expressed that they often took the initiative to ask their parents about um, mindful spending and personal finance and things like all those kinds of topics. Um, and, you know, just in itself, um, going to ask your parents for information uh, implies that you have realized the importance of finances. And I think that's really great that these students have realized that it's something that they don't know enough about, but that they'd want to learn about and that they took the time to go and talk about it with their parents and ask questions and that they have that curiosity that's there. So that's really great. For sure. You know, these students are currently depending on their parents. So maybe... Um, having enough money 
for basic life necessities isn't the biggest priority in their life at this point. So they can kind of set financial goals for themselves and um, make more long-term or short-term decisions about what they want to do with their money and kind of learn about that aspect. And, you know, that's interesting. We also ask them what their financial priorities are for them and people their age, their peers, like what they've realized. Um, and, you know, a lot of them said it was educating themselves and um, maybe having a part-time job and starting to save money and setting to build a career. So, you know, it's interesting that uh, like financial priorities really change in your life and that in high school, it really is important to educate yourself financially because that's where it all starts. That's the foundation. You know, it's interesting because um, I honestly think because a lot of students, especially like today, they, they have that safety net of being with their parents. I necessarily have having to think about the more, uh, I guess, urgent things like, you know, when you're out into the real world, you have to think about, okay, there's rent, there's food, there's, you know, the basic necessities. Um, but I think there is this opportunity now for high schoolers, people in CJEP, even university to find ways to kind of build the resources or the, the, the knowledge they need for when they actually go out into the real world and uh, start to think about, you know, ways to quote unquote survive. Um, <laughs> you know, they already have some sort of like safety net in it because they were able to start maybe saving in CJEP because, you know, they had their parents to to help them with the food and all of that. So, you know, things like that. That's what I, I, I think uh, is really important here. And uh, the, the students are finding ways to educate themselves. So there is, there is, I guess, a positive or a silver lining here, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely great how they are considering those more long-term goals. I know that when I was in high school, I think I was just consider like going kind of week by week or month by month. So to hear them talking about university and those bigger costs is honestly great to hear. Yeah, for sure. And what I found really interesting was actually at one point I had the chance to speak to Juliana and Samantha, who were two sisters, and one of them was in grade nine and the other one's in grade 12. And, you know, the financial priorities and um, like the financial goals are on very different timescales for both of them. And that's just in a difference of a few years of school. Um, you know, uh, Juliana, who's in grade 12, is thinking more long term in university and, you know, saving for more long term goals. And Samantha, who's in grade nine, is thinking more you know, how much can I save to like in this part-time job or whatever so that I can go buy some shoes I like at the mall? And, you know, there's no problem with that. I was totally the same way. But it's interesting how just a few years can completely change your financial priorities. That's very true. That's very interesting you pointing that out. I have to agree here. When I think back at my own experience, the older you get, the more, I guess, long-term, the more you think about things that are less, I guess... I guess I, I call it splurging for me, <laughs> but, you know, like objective things like buying the new iPhone or buying the, the new MacBook or things like that. Uh, yeah. And I, I, again, I think it just has to do with when you transition in life from like going from high school to university to then into the real world, like I and, mentioned before. Yeah. Becoming more and more financially independent and being made aware of the things that you need to save for yeah, and you also change your perspective, right? Because when you're surrounded by, you know, when you're in university, you start to understand how different things work because, well, you're living them, right? Not There's tuition now that, that may not have been the case when you were in high school. Uh, if you, Say, for example, you went to a public school or, uh, you know, in the real world, oh, now you got to pay for rent or, you know, things like that. And also, as you get older, you're exposed to more and more people from 
all kinds of different backgrounds and different living situations, different financial situations. And I feel like, like that gives you also a better perspective of um, different people's financial futures. Um, so like, for instance, maybe like some of the students in grade 12 were mentioning that some of their friends are going to go work next year. Some of them are going to go to university. Some are going to take a gap year. Whereas when you're in grade nine, it kind of seems pretty straightforward that everyone's going to be following the same path, especially when you're in a bubble of high school friends that are all kind of currently following the same path. So I think that gives students uh, a broader perspective as they get older as well. Yeah, and I think that when you're younger, you're also more vulnerable to these trends. I know in grade nine, I if I saw something that everyone else was buying, I would be a little bit more prone to buying that. But now I'm considering the longer goals. Speaking of getting older, I kind of want us to talk about the our relationship with our parents or with adults. You know, a lot of times students uh, or just, you know, high schoolers, just kids in general, they look up to their parents to know these things. And maybe a lot of the time, parents might not necessarily know uh, certain, the, you know, some of this information. And, you know, they, they were young ones, too. They, they had to learn it somehow. And it might not have been a part of their own curriculum in school. So there is this other struggle of, like, figuring out uh, who can be a, a, a good source uh, to, to, you know, educate you about this topic. Because it is a very important topic. It, it might be very detailed. Not everybody has all the answers. So how do they how do students navigate that essentially is my question. Yeah. And these students, you know, like a lot of them mentioned that there is no curriculum in their school unless they like specifically seek it out and that they feel that their parents are often the people that they turn to for this information. But when we're thinking about it from the parents perspective, some of these people might have absolutely no knowledge on the situation or maybe not as much knowledge as they'd like to be able to teach it, you know, uh, like teachers and educators need a lot, a lot of knowledge to be able to, to teach people like this kind of c curriculum and this kind of information. And, you know, this responsibility is kind of placed on parents nowadays because the information is not available anywhere else for students. So, you know, it's kind of difficult, like students are getting it might not be uniform the kind of information they're getting from from person to person because the only person that they can ask is their parents and their parents knowledge of financial literacy completely varies so it's kind of difficult i definitely agree and i also think that social media plays such a huge role and that if there are bigger age gaps between the children that can also be difficult for the parents to kind of differentiate between their goals yeah, for sure. And like in terms of age gap as well, there's a huge age gap between the parents and their children. And the financial priorities nowadays are very different than those of our parents. And that also can be a challenge for parents is adapting to the current uh, economic climate that they have to raise their children in and also educate their children about the world that they live in um, financially. I, I also want to bring up a certain thing when it comes to education. I feel like parents or just adults in general especially those who might not necessarily know the nitty gritty, like, you know, little details about uh, financial literacy. They'll tell students or they'll tell people in general, oh, just, you know, save more than you spend or watch out where you, you know, what you buy with your credit card. Don't overspend. Watch out on like the it's like very basic information. But I think students, what they're searching for is like more detailed information that kind of like shows them what that actually means. When you say save more than you spend, how? Going off that, um, it's very, like there's very specific topics that all parents know about. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of, for example, banking, you know, that's something that I didn't learn from my parents, for example. I don't know about you guys, but 
um, there's a lot of details that come with personal finances and all the different aspects of it. You know, I didn't learn anything about economics from my parents. I didn't learn about banking and the nitty gritty of a savings account from my parents. You know, all these things, um, I had to acquire the knowledge myself and a lot of it I did through school. Um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to, um, it's hard for students to find that information from anywhere. And actually that's important to mention that that's one thing that Penny Drops does is it teaches all those like little nitty gritty details that aren't taught anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I think that students are also, they have the issue with, they kind of want something in a tangible format. And I know that me personally, sometimes if I hear something, I end up forgetting it. But with a tangible format, I'm able to kind of write things down and remember what I think could be useful in the future. So that could be an issue as well. Yeah, I think what we're really talking about here is, and, and what, what Penny Drops also does is, it's identifying the why, like the question why, behind, uh, I guess, the bullet point information. You know, when you tell a student something like, oh, eat your veggies, it, it's good for you. But why? Like, if you actually get into the details as to why eating your veggies is healthy for you, and maybe, I don't know, it can give you more energy, and it can do this for you, and it can do that for you then a student might be more likely to actually eat their veggies. I know that's a, like, I guess you could say it's a very, it's a weird example. I don't know. But I'm just trying to say that, you know, with that, if you translate that into financial literacy, uh, the students will be more inclined to think about, you know, do I really need this, these new pair of shoes? Or ask themselves before buying something, why do I need this? Or uh, why am I making this purchase? I think that goes a long way. For sure. And that desire has to start from them. It has to stem from them. A lot of times, you know, at least even with me, for example, um, when I was in high school and my parents are telling me always the same thing and they're nagging me, I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it. But then when I make the decision for myself, all of a sudden I'm interested. So how do we get students to take that decision for themselves that financial literacy is something that they're interested in and that they want to learn, you know, and that's really where it has to start. Yeah, I mean, a little tip I have, again, I don't know why I'm giving so many tips today, but uh, I think I do, I take out my little like notebook or I take out a piece of paper and uh, I start asking myself questions, like kind of what you, you, you both mentioned here, but I start asking myself questions behind what I'm doing and that helps me kind of flesh out or clarify my own uh, motivations and objectives with things. And that's, uh, I think that one step can go a long way with financial literacy or anything in life. And I kind of wanted to emphasize that. Okay, so with that, we're coming to the end of this podcast, episode three of the Penny Drops podcast. But before we go, I want to ask both of you a question to kind of, I guess, wrap everything up together in a nice little bow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you could go back to, or if you, the, the person that you are right now, could go back and talk to the high school you, what would you tell them? about financial literacy, about what you know now, with penny drops and everything, what would you tell them? Um, If I could go back in time and speak to my high school self, I think I would tell high school Ariana to start saving um, and to do all the things that I do now earlier. For instance, start saving and open a TFSA as soon as I'm 18. I only opened a TFSA when I was 19. You know, that's one year I missed out on, uh, like opening mm-hmm. a credit card as soon as I turn 18, making all these financial decisions the second I can just to have that extra head start that now I'm like, oh, that's one year that I missed out on. That's the one thing I tell myself in high school is just give myself a bit more of a warning on all the things that are coming up when I turn 18, for example. 
That's great. No, that's true. If you think about compounding too, I mean, that one year yeah. makes a big difference when you're young. Exactly. When I learned about <laughs> compounding, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I missed out on all of this time. So yeah, that's but here's, what I would tell here's, myself. Here's the positive though. Starting at 19 is better than starting at 25 or 30. So exactly. you started pretty young. You're right. You're right. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tasmia? I would tell myself that there's food at home because I've spent a lot of money eating out. You know what? There's food at home is something that I feel like I still need to learn. So you know what? Thank you for the <laughs> reminder, Tasmia, because I feel like that one's still hard to grasp. For sure. Costa, what about you? What would you tell yourself in high school? If I could go back, I think the big thing for me was that I was too scared to kind of get involved. What I mean by that is I was too scared to open a credit card because I was like, oh, I don't want to get into debt. Uh, or um, I was I just didn't care about you know opening a TFSA that was so just it did I, I it wasn't even in my mind I didn't even know what a TFSA was to me I thought it was just you save money or you spend money and the only other special thing that exists is a credit card but I think it had to do with a lot of like just me did not wanting to learn because I was just too scared to you know kind of jump into that into that world. So yeah, don't be scared. Um, knowing is better than just uh, kind of pushing it to the side and ignoring it. That would be my little advice to me. That's great, for sure. Well, with that, thank you everyone for listening to episode three of the Penny Drops podcast. My name is Costa. I'm Ariana. And I'm Tasmia. See you again on episode four of the Penny Drops podcast. Thank you, everyone. Bye.